Hey guys, welcome to Person About Town. We're here today with a guest who's going to tell you who they are and where we are. Uh, hello, my name is Emily Castle and we're at Great Scott in Alston. All right. So tell them where, like, why Great Scott is your favorite place in Boston. Totally. Um, this was not the first venue I ever came to when I moved up to Boston, but like in the revisionist history of my life, it would be. Um, the first time I was ever like in Alston for any reason, I think I was at uh, Harper's Ferry, RIP. Uh, and I remember passing this bar and there were just like a bunch of cool looking people out front. And I was like, what's this about? Okay. And uh, Googled and was like, wow, this is dope. And started coming here for shows. And like, I've just never stopped coming here for shows or for anything. It's like the best place. I've seen so many cool bands here and met so many cool people here. I love it. All right. So you said you moved up here. It was one of the first places. Where did you move from? So I grew up in the Philly Burbs, uh, 215, represent Wawa country. <laughs> what is Wawa? Oh my God, I love getting to explain Wawa to people. <laughs> Wawa is like essentially a convenience store slash gas station, but it is so much more than that. It is a way of life. It is a belief system. It is an aesthetic. I have a Wawa tattoo. It's the dumbest <laughs> thing. <laughs> you are dedicated. I really love it. I love their hoagies, sandwiches. Uh, is it like comparable to 7-Eleven food? Like it's way better. You can order hoagies on a touch screen and then they print out a ticket and you pay for it and they make it. It's amazing. Uh, it's the best place on earth. <laughs> and what brought you from Philly to Boston? I came up here for school. I went to Northeastern uh, and studied journalism, which was a stupid thing for my parents to let me do. Um, that is an awful lot of money that I spent on a degree in a dying industry. Um, but it was like super fun. Uh, I came up here, I guess, 2009, and I've just been bumming around ever since. <laughs> So you said it was dumb for your parents to let you do journalism, but I know you through journalism. So you want to tell them what you've been doing in journalism since school? For sure. Um, after a brief and glorious stint of unemployment, <laughs> I uh, started actually working for a content marketing firm downtown. Uh, and that sucked, so I quit after two months. Okay. It's the only job I've ever quit. Uh, and then I started working at a bookstore on Newberry Street, Trident. And while I was I there, it's great, right? Yeah. Like such good food, good books. It's awesome. Um, but I was like not using my degree or doing any writing for right. a solid year or so. Um, I started freelancing for a couple places and then... Uh, actually, a really good friend of mine, also named Emily, uh, worked at the bookstore with me. It was also a struggling journalism major uh, in the bookstore life. Um, she got hooked up with a job at Scout Magazines uh, and kind of just dragged me along with her. Like, literally shot an email to the publisher and was like, hey... Uh, I know you actually wanted to hire two people for this position, and I know you probably have someone else in mind, but, like, I have this great friend who I work with, and, like, that worked. That's fantastic. I know, right? She hired us both. Uh, so Emily isn't at the magazines anymore, but I got to work with my best friend for, like, a year and a half, and, like, it was great. So, yeah, the journalism thing worked out in the end <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for now. <laughs> so what are some of the stories? I met you because you wrote an article about dating, and I... I spoke about that. But what are some of the other stories that you've been really excited to write for Scout? 
Oh, man. Um, there are so many cool things. They're just, like, really interesting people in Cambridge and Somerville. So I think recently some of the really cool stuff that I wrote was... Um, this is like so simple but there's a woman who's literally just instagramming front doors that she likes in cambridge and somerville so i like found her instagram account a while ago and i was like cool doors <laughs> like it really resonated with me in a weird way uh and so i got to interview her just about the project and it was super cool it was like it was like a celebrity to me i was like your instagram is so cool um, what are some of the other really cool things? I mean, I got to interview the author Juno Diaz once what? last summer. Yeah. Nice. Um, Is he nice? So nice. A hundred percent nice. We I went to, oh my God. Years. I know. Yeah. Right. I always panic about that. I'm like, this person might suck. Yeah. <laughs> they could be a total idiot <laughs> and I'm going to feel stupid. Uh, uh, but no, he was great. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I get to do cool stuff like every day. I everyone is like pretty chill around there, and awesome. like when your job is journalism, you kind of just like get to talk to people a lot, which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> so you write for the Somerville Cambridge Scout. Do you live in Somerville Cambridge? I do. Yeah, I live in Somerville, uh, like right under ninety three. Um, all my friends laugh when they come over for the first time because it's like very much like <laughs> under an overpass. Um, but it's sick. It's a cool spot. I got a dope ass roommate and a really cool cat. Um, yeah, it's a good life. <laughs> what made you go from Alston to Somerville? So I actually never lived in Alston. Okay. I am just here like seven nights a week. Um, <laughs> But I'm moving back here uh, this September, so I'll be back. I'll be, like, so close to Great Scott. I'll be here all the time. Why are you here seven nights a week? <laughs> Just all my friends live here. All my favorite spots are here. Uh, my job isn't, but who cares? Yeah. I'll commute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I moved to Somerville because literally, like, for Scout. Like, I started working there, and I was like, this is such a cool place yeah. to be. I love it. I'm going to move here. That's reasonable. Yeah. Uh, and it was. It's, like, super cool. It's just also really expensive. Yeah, Somerville's going crazy. Yeah, it's insane. I feel like I have this conversation all the time, and so everyone is probably bored with it, but I'm like, you guys, it's so expensive here. <laughs> Pity me. <laughs> but it's cheaper in Austin, you think? Yeah, for sure. I'll be moving in with an old friend of mine, actually Emily, who got me the job at Scout. Nice. We're still codependent. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I'm moving out here in, uh, in a couple months. Very cool. Yeah. So what are some of the shows that made you say, all right, I'm going to definitely go to Great Scott? Well, like a really funny and stupid thing that happened, maybe the, I think it was the first time I was here. I think it was when I was like, I'm going to love this spot is I was just like sitting outside on this patio uh, and a kid walked by with his friends. This is like my missed connection that I'm like, I wish I knew who this person was. He like walked by with his friends. He must've been showing them around town and like looked at them and went, this is great, Scott, an excellent heavy metal club. And like pushed his hair, like did the Wayne's World, like pushed his hair behind his ears. And Wayne's World is my favorite movie ever. It is. Wait, how old are you? <laughs> I'm 25. When did Wayne's World come out? I don't know, 89, 90. It's like probably a little bit older than I am. It's also the best movie ever. Okay. All right. All right. We'll get back to Wayne's World. But tell me a few other stories about why, like, Great Sky has cemented itself for you. Yeah. Um, I've just seen, like, some of the best shows I've ever seen. It's, like, the perfect room, right? Like, so describe it for people who haven't been. For sure. Um, so it's cash only, so you know it's good. 
What? <laughs> That's something that like keeps yuppies away. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> uh, cash only. Uh, bartenders are super nice. Beers are still pretty cheap. They get great shows. The room is like pretty small, and it gets crowded in a really good way. Um, it's just like set up exactly right. Like, do you want to walk through and like point out things? All right, let's go in. Let's do it. Uh, you may have to open the door because I got, I got no hands. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so we're inside Great Scott. Shut, shut up. <laughs> uh, so this is the ATM that I always use when I don't do a good job and get to my own bank's ATM before I come here. Pay that $3 fee. Love it. Yeah, when I first saw this, I was like, because it doesn't look like other ATMs that I've seen. I was worried that it was one of those like scam ATMs where it'll give you cash, but it'll take everything you own. <laughs> no, seriously. It's a sketchy looking ATM. Yeah. I don't even know what brand. Triton? Yeah. It's so weird. It sounds like a very evil company. That sounds like a bad company in like yes. an 80s movie. It looks like an ATM from a bad 80s movie. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> I don't know its history. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what you see when you come in. Uh, oh, we're getting weird looks from everyone. <laughs> the microphone is in my face. Okay, so there's a paint, or I don't know if it's a painting. I guess it's a painting, but I look at it every time I come in here of a horse on the wall. It's like the only piece of art hanging in this entire room and I've always wondered why it's there and like who did it and how long it's been here I have so many questions about it I really should interview someone about it <laughs> you should that's your that's what you do guys it's like a velvet painting like something that would have been in like the trailer in the 60s yeah no seriously like something that a like sad mom like did as an art project like I'm gonna get into felt painting and like it's just been here and I love it I want it so bad <laughs> so there are uh would, would you call these tables or just like stands counters they're like a table counter hybrid I don't know but I like them I like that they look like long ironing boards yes yes <laughs> Um, so yeah, they're great, perfect for standing. If you want to like not be up in the mix but still want to catch the show, you can like lean on them. They're the exact right leaning height for me, so that I can like lean and look cool. Uh, I love that. Uh, I'm trying to think what else is great in here. So I also think that that chalkboard has said no whining as long as I've been here. Like I think both of those chalkboards have not been updated. I know that that cash only sign that it's says been written that way yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. Like, really as long as I can remember. Which is funny because that's not the point of chalk. Like, chalk is supposed to be erasable. Yes. They could have just made a sign. <laughs> but they didn't, and I love that about them. <laughs> Those bad bubble letters really speak to me. Yes. That, is a, that is an excellent description of what we're looking at. Okay, so it is a bit loud in here, so do you want to step back outside, and we'll talk about uh, some of the bands that you've seen. All right. So earlier you mentioned that you really liked when that guy put his ear, his hair behind his ears uh, a la Wayne's World. Um, okay, let, actually, while we're here, why is Wayne's World your favorite movie? Oh, my God. Why isn't it everyone's favorite movie would be my question to you. It has everything. Bad, like, late 80s, early 90s fashion, like... The idiot guy who's in all the, like, the up-and-coming, you know, like, scrappy underdog. Yeah. And it's him and his best friend, and I love buddy comedies of any right. sort. Um, it's also, like, kind of about music, I guess. I mean, he's into Cassandra, and, like, Crucial Taunt is a sick band. Like, if Crucial Taunt was a real band, I would listen to them. Really? She totally wails. 
Um, what else? I mean, just Wayne's World. It's hilarious and stupid. It's the best movie. My friend and I have a copy of it on VHS that we're like wearing out. You have a VHS, a, v a VCR. I was going to say VHS player, but they are it called VCRs. That's what it does. It plays yes. VHSs. You can, that's an accurate description. Yeah. A DVD player is what plays DVDs. Yeah. It's not a DHS. That would be a a DCR. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different thing. That's a totally different thing. How are we naming our technology? Get it together, America. Um, but yeah, we, we watch it all the time. It's like my favorite. It's my favorite thing. I just love it. Okay, so the wait, it, Crucial Taunt is the name of the band? So what genre of music is that? <laughs> I don't know. I guess they'd technically be... They're like a heavy rock band. They're kind of, I don't know, like wimpy metal they're cool, though. They totally do rip. Cassandra's a babe. Uh, she did a really great Playboy spread back in the 80s. She's also, before you were born. <laughs> I'm just living in another time. I don't know. I think that's also part of what I like about Great Scott. It feels like it's from another time. Okay. I'm just nice. living this totally different life. <laughs> so you like metal? Is that like I'm so behind when it comes to genres of music. I don't know what's, what now. There are, like, so many genres of music now, I can't even keep up with it. But, yeah, I like, like, I don't know, the other night, Sunday night, I came to see a band called Proto-Martyr here, and I was on the phone with my mom earlier in the day because it was Mother's Day, and I'm a good daughter. Uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to see a show tonight. And she's like, oh, what are you going to see? I assume it's, like, a punk grunge thing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, fair. Like, that's what I listen to. Like, that sounds right. Punk grunge, metal bands. I've seen some cool metal bands here. I saw Torch a while ago, like a year and a half ago. They were so sick. Um, but also like wimpy, whiny, sad emo music too. Like I saw Waxahachie here with a bunch of... I've heard of that group. So you've heard of them. You know yeah. music. You get it. If they play it, uh, and I'm going to sound really old here, if they play it on All Songs Considered on NPR, then I've heard of it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. NPR is great. I fuck with Tiny Desk Concerts yes, so much. Okay. Yeah. That makes you feel a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. Dude, you're not even that old. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, oh, what was I going to ask? So do you, in addition to like checking out bands here, do you get to cover local music? So I used to a lot. When I was in college, I worked for uh, a really great little music magazine at my college called Tastemakers. And so that's also, I think, part of the reason I was like out in Alston so much is like all the venues were here. Like yeah. I was at the Paradise or I was at Bright Music Hall or I was here. Um, so yeah, I used to write about music a lot. Um, I'm not really very good at it. Like <laughs> writing about music is such a specific Thing. Like, you have to have this really specific kind of, like, vocabulary and yeah. understanding of it that I just don't have. Like, as much as I like music and writing, the two don't right. click for me. Um, but I do still interview bands, and I still like talking to musicians. I just can't talk about music as well <laughs> as I would like to. Okay. <laughs> From a personal enjoyment perspective, not necessarily a journalist perspective, what are some local bands that you're like, oh, my gosh, people should know about these guys? Oh my god, okay, putting me on the spot. It's like, I know, no, like, again, <laughs> I think local bands, oh man, I've lived here for three years, and I can say zero. I've been to, like, zero local concerts, so. Yeah, I mean, let's think, okay, I gotta shout out my friend Christine's band called Gay Sin, because they're dope, it's the funniest name, and they're <laughs> ridiculous, and I love them, uh, just, like, super loud, fast, dumb punk, it's, it's great. Um, who else from around here? Uh, Pile is sick. 
love pile um I just caught a band last night that I had never seen before, but they were called Lady Pills, and they were dope. Uh, they played at Cuisine and Locale in Somerville. Um, who else? I'm, like, in the Alston basement so often. I should be able to name drop more of the bands that I like. I mean, Gravel is dope. I've seen Gravel, like, just randomly, like, four times in the last month or two, uh -huh. and they're so sick. What uh, kind of music does Gravel play? Punk. Okay. <laughs> Good old-fashioned, nice. just loud, fast punk they're so sick um yeah there's so many good bands here it's like it's a really good place like I used to be really bummed out about not being in Philly because there's such a good like emo scene there and like really great music is emo, emo is still a thing then yeah it's still okay. a thing I listened to it in like high school and I was like I left it but did everyone leave <laughs> If you're getting one theme from this, it's that, like, things that everyone else got over <laughs> 10 years ago, I'm still like, yeah! So, yeah, I used to be really bummed about missing out on Philly's emo scene, but it just, like, took me a long time to figure out, like, oh, there's so much good stuff happening here all the time, like, everywhere. Every night of the week, there's a sick show that you could go to. I had no idea. I literally had no idea. I'm going to start bringing you. Okay. we got to get you out of the NPR. Dress like this. That's fine. Okay. You're wearing a leather jacket. This is a, it's fake, but yeah. Yeah. Who who owns a real leather jacket? People who bought it at a thrift store, or my friend has one that I I never I didn't say I hope that she died, but I did say if she were to die, I would try to claim. She bought a sick one like on a whim for like six hundred dollars, and I was like, I need your kind of money, but I love that jacket. Oh my god, yeah. I feel like a nice leather jacket is the one thing that I like really want, yes. but I just will never afford it. Also, I don't have a motorcycle. I feel like I should get a motorcycle first. Yeah. Like, I want to have, like, a really cool, genuine leather motorcycle jacket, but I'm worried I'm going to drop, like, $300 on getting one that's, like, my fantasy leather jacket, and then everyone's going to be like, leather jackets are so last season, we hate it. Right? That could totally happen. I know. I'm worried. I can't invest like that. Yes. It's a shaky investment. <laughs> There needs to be, like, stockbrokers, but for fashion yes. that can, like, tell you, like, no, don't drop $300 on that right now. Like, that is going to be so outdated in six months. Yes. I need that. Oh, yes. Uh, so you've lived in Boston for a while. What are the places that you take, say, your family to if they come and visit? Ooh. Um, I've taken them. Let's see. We do a lot of museums. I'm into, like going to the art museum with my parents nice. um so i've taken them to uh isabel stewart gardner museum which was sick we went to salem last time they were up and went to the peabody essex museum right. it was dope yeah i'm like not a person who knows a lot about art but i like it yeah. <laughs> like i always feel very much like a poser when i go to museums and i'm like mm -hmm. like oh i feel like outside of like people who studied art is that not what everyone's doing? No, seriously. I think we're all standing there, like, trying to look cultured. <laughs> yeah. Like, ooh, the textures. Yeah. The tone. Lighting. <laughs> yes. Lighting. Very good. This with, person. With the dots. That's it? Do they don't, it's like pointillism? Yeah. But that's an art term. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to so nod at the and be like, pointillism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we do a lot of that. Um... I have brought them to Alston many times. We what are they? Wait, do your parents like punk music? Uh, kind of. They like good music. Okay. Um, my dad is more a classic rock dad. He's like a dad dad. 
Uh, my mom stays really up to date. They have a great... Uh, Your mom's hipper than me. She's, she's like hipper than me. My mom is hella hip. She's like asking me if I've heard bands. And I'm like, mom, no. Send me a link. Give me a Spotify playlist. Awesome. I know. <laughs> yeah, so they, they dig it. They're cool. They're cool parents. So you being a journalist, what are some things you've seen in Boston that you haven't written about yet, but you want to write about? Ooh, what have I been sitting on? Well, so I actually, for the last issue of Scout, interviewed this group of, like, artists and activists who are doing work. Uh, they're called the NCAA, like, haha, but it's New Craft Artists in Action. Uh, and they, like, explore the intersection of art and sports, which is, like, something I'm really into because it seems like it wouldn't go together at all, but it totally does. And when you talk to them about it, they're, like, so passionate. So I interviewed them, like, really briefly for a totally, like, a story not related to them. And then I was like, wow, I want to, like, get into this. Yeah. So I have to schedule a time when I can sit down with a bunch of them and be like, tell me everything about how this came to be and, like, like why, but also sick, but why. Yeah. Do you follow sports? I do, yeah. I uh, not like all the sports, oh, yeah. but uh, I fuck with hockey. I'm a huge Flyers fan, um, and I like baseball because you can just kind of sit and it happens, <laughs> and you don't really have to be engaged in it. What's the Philadelphia baseball team? The Phillies. Oh, that's, okay. Yeah, that really original sense. name. <laughs> yeah, they had a meeting. And they that one. <laughs> they like, okay. could have just called themselves the Philadelphians. <laughs> like we're the fucking Philadelphia baseball team okay. <laughs> yeah a friend and I were talking I have a theory that if you didn't grow up with a baseball team in your hometown that you're just like baseball's never going to hit you the same way that a hundred percent makes sense baseball is kind of a dumb sport like I love baseball but it's like a lot of just standing around yes. <laughs> every time my mom comes into town I'll buy her like red socks because my mom loves sports yeah. and so we'll go and I'm just like what <laughs> like can I bring a book or something? She's like, no, that's like sacrilege. Like, just pay attention. But literally, it feels like you should be allowed to bring a book yes. and not be shamed for that. Yes. Like, there's nothing happening right now. There's not going to be anything happening for 10 minutes. You need something to be engaged with. So what are some stories that you've seen other people cover that you're like, oh, man, I wish I could. Oh, that would be great. Oh, that's a really good question. Who do I have journalism envy of? Yes. Um... I can't think of specific stories, but there's a Somerville journalist, Stephen Neer, who just like beats me to the punch on everything. He's a super great writer and a really good guy, and I like him, but he writes for The Globe and just like covers Somerville really well. And I'm always like, oh, I, fuck, I had an email out to that person, but you already talked to them. Or like, he's always scooping me. I'm like, ah, Steve. Um, you know him? Like kind of, through Twitter, the okay. way I know everyone. <laughs> I'm just wondering if you're like like seeing him hanging around you're like you son of a bitch well I will occasionally see him Instagram something and I'll be like oh no I was just there like I was just at that new spot and I know you're gonna get this written up faster than I am he's so fast um, what are other ones? Uh, Luke O'Neill a couple years ago broke that story about the cops that were posing as punks to like get into shows like and bust house shows what? yeah uh, it was this really weird thing where they would like make I think there was like a Google account, like some Facebook profiles, and they would like say that they were attending the show and be like, what's the address, fellow kids? <laughs> and uh, like kids would tell them the address and then the cops would be like, yeah, busted. And that was the dumbest, funniest story. And I just like, I just think it's so good. I like wish I wrote that. I yeah. think about that story all the time because it's so dumb. <laughs> so what are some things you'd like to like, 
Well, actually, that's a multi-tiered question. You've lived in Boston for a while. Do you think you're going to stay here for the long haul? That is like the eternal question. I don't know. I really love, I love it here. Like, I feel very much like, I don't know, people definitely mock Boston as being like a starter city. I love that about it. Like, that's fine. New York overwhelms me. It's so big. Um, I think sometimes about like going back to Philly because I know people there and I love it there. Um, I don't know. I like the idea of other cities just stresses me out at this point. I have like really good inertia going here. So I don't know. I don't know. What are you? How long have you been here? Uh, so I went to grad school here. That was two years. And then I came back or I moved to L.A. there two and a half years. And then I've been back here for three and a half years. Right, because I knew you were in L.A. for a while. I feel like L.A. could be cool, but driving makes me so angry. Really? Yeah, I'm, like, not a good, not, not like, a bad driver, but I'm, like, a bad driver and that I just hate, like, the whole time I'm in a car, I'm anxious and, like, mad at everyone else <laughs> on the road. <laughs> How, uh, like, did you have to drive in Philly? Uh, yeah, when I grew up, I mean, it was, like, real suburban where I grew up, so we, we drove everywhere. I still have the car I had when I grew up. It's a 1997 Toyota RAV4. Nice. <laughs> it's a real classic automobile. <laughs> classic is a good way to put that. Yeah, um, it's good. I, it's on its last legs, probably, but it's hanging in there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really like Boston. Like, I feel like there's a lot of... There's a lot of good, like, music and art here. There's a lot of great stories to cover. Like, it's a great town to do journalism. Yeah. There's, like... I mean, we just won an Academy Award. Like, I say we, the whole city did. But, like... It to us. <laughs> yeah, I'm <not> claiming <laughs> It belongs to the people of Boston. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I dig it. Did you like that? Spotlight. We're talking about Spotlight. Did you like that movie? I loved it. Oh my gosh, it was like, I got like such a journalism boner when I watched it. I wanted to go home and like interview like 50 people and like transcribe all the stuff I'd been sitting on in my recorder. I was like, yeah, journalism matters. That's how I felt. I was so hyped on it. Yeah, I love Spotlight. I mean, it's obviously also very sad. Like, I wasn't like hyped on it. Like, oh, great. Like, yeah, I don't want to sound like that. I'm not a monster. But I did think that the journalism aspect of it was super cool nice are there any other journalism movies that you're like helped inspire you to become a journalist or that you just like a lot yeah I mean I guess I can't really think of a ton that I've seen honestly there's a movie I think it's called Shattered Glass about oh yeah 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 that journalist who lied about everything which is like not inspirational (laughs) to a journalist but is also really cool and good and fascinating like he tricked so many people As, like, a budding sociopath, like, man, that guy really takes the cake. Like, he just... Wait, are you a budding sociopath, or are you just talking <laughs> about him? He is specifically... I mean, maybe I am. I don't know. Just yeah, I feel like you'd know. Yeah, you probably know. Yeah. You have I mean, a you sense. You would say on a podcast, but you'd, like, know in your heart. Right. Just so everyone listening knows, I'm not, I don't think, a sociopath. TBD. I did really like Shattered Glass. Uh, <laughs> But, um, yeah, so that was really good. I think probably the first journalism movie I ever saw was All the President's Men, which is, like, you know, yeah, yep, yep. Um, And, like, it's not the kind of journalism I do at all. I, like, don't do hard news or, like, investigative stuff. Uh But, like, in terms of just, like, wow, those dudes did it. Like, they did it. They did it. Nice. (laughs) 
I haven't seen that movie, and I feel bad like when someone mentions a movie. I went to film school, oh. so when someone mentions a movie I haven't seen, part of me is like, I failed. I need to. Oh no! But they'll they'll catch me. <laughs> I'm a fraud. Yes. Well, I mean, if you've seen Wayne's World, you've seen everything. I, I have seen Wayne's World. So there you but go. They made Wayne's World too, right? Yeah. Which what is also great. It's good. Yeah. I haven't seen. It. Oh well. <laughs> That is what you should be studying in film school. <laughs> so how have you seen Alston change since you've been here? Ooh, um, definitely, like, all of Boston is, like, rapidly gentrifying and getting more expensive, like, everywhere else. Um, I'm trying to think if there's, like, any beloved places that have closed down. I mean, the pizza shop that's, like, right down the street from here just closed recently, which was, like, the only place you could get a late-night slice at, like, 2 in the morning. And so that's a bummer. Like, I feel like when you start losing your late-night pizza shops, you're, like, you're losing the substance of your community. Right. (laughs) Um, But, like, overall, I don't know. It's still a lot of... Like, I feel like the same people. Like, I've had friends who have lived here the last, like, five years or more, um, which obviously is not a lot in Boston. Like, there are people who have been here their whole lives. Um, But I think Alston gets a reputation as, like, shitty college kid part of the city. And in a lot of ways, it totally is. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of BU bros around here. Um, But I think there are a lot of really cool people here, too. Um, I I think another thing that's probably pretty sad about it is just, like, the house venues that disappear, like, get broken up or, like, the kids move away. And uh, But there's, like, cool new people throwing shows in their basements all the time. So it's all right. Life goes on. (laughs) So you look like you seem optimistic about the future of Alston. Yeah, I would say I am. It definitely, like, there are things price-wise that make me nervous about it, like, just, like, Harvard moving into Lower Alston and, like, things like that where it's like, oh, this is all going to get really expensive really soon, probably. Um, And I, like, do hope that the, like, small, like, crappy food places can exist here forever and they probably won't. Like, it's going to... I don't know. It's going to get nicer, which I hate. (laughs) Where would you move to in this area? So not out of Boston, but like in this area that is still maintaining a slightly run down vibe. Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. I guess it's not like the rundownness that I'm attracted to, but just like the feeling of there being a like community still or like something like that. I don't know. Like, like, that people feel attached to their neighborhood. Like, I feel like the people who have lived in Austin for a long time, like, really care about it. Uh, and that's cool. And I feel very much that way about, like, JP. Like, where I lived in JP, like, definitely that is also a neighborhood that's changing. Right. But, like, our neighbors owned their houses and had lived there forever and were, like, super nice and chill and, like, very neighborly. Yeah. And I like that. <laughs> Isn't that, like, a nice combination of both the neighborly thing but access to, like, a major city? Yeah, totally. It's great. It's great out there. (laughs) So, hmm, we're getting close to the end. Also, I have to run in there for a show. Um, But (laughs) what are some things that you wish more people recognized about Great Scott? Oh, um, I just... That's a really great question. People act like Great Scott is like, eh, it's fine. It's kind of run down. No. Cash only stinks, <laughs> which is exactly the opposite of the way you feel about it. But yes. like, okay, I'm sort of yuppie-ish. What, if I were more yuppie-ish, what would you be like, no, you've got to appreciate this? 
oh, okay, no, you've got to appreciate uh, how great their sound guy is. Super, I know that doesn't mean anything to anyone but me, but he like works really hard and is great. And everyone I've ever talked to who has played here is like the sound guy here is like the nicest, coolest guy. Um, You should appreciate the fact that they encourage you to live within your means by being cash only. That's what that one shitty chalk sign has said in there forever. They encourage you to live within your means. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, also that the shows are really good. I agree. You should come here on a Friday night if you have nothing to do. Oh. (laughs) This is something that happens all of the time. (laughs) I know. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Like, there's a lot that I hate about this area, too. Like, this intersection sucks. (laughs) The last time I rode over this on my bike, my chain popped off crossing the T-tracks. I, like, almost crashed. It's a nightmare to make a left here. Yeah. But, you know, it's great. Good good part of the city. <laughs> All right. So what are, like, last things. What are some things that people don't know about you? Ooh. That you'd want them to know about you. I would want them to know. I don't know. I do keep my cards pretty close to the chest. Um, that I am... I feel like this is like a dating profile. I'm like, ooh. Some people may ask. What would I, what would I put on my Tinder? I still don't have a Tinder. Um, that I am just out here, you know, like trying to... Sorry, I got distracted momentarily because I just noticed that there's a Five Guys over there. When did that happen? Like right across the street. Oh, wow. Well, speaking of changes in all snow, you can get middle-of-the-road burgers here now. Uh, no, I like Five Guys. Um... I guess I would want them to know that uh, I'm, like, pretty into making friends. I like, this all sounds like generic white girl (laughs) Tinder bio, but I, like, literally love meeting new people. Like, if you, you don't know what I look like, this is a podcast, but if you, like, Google me, find out what I look like, and this sounds like I'm encouraging stalking, (laughs) which is not what I'm doing, but if you were to know what I looked like and see me at a show at Great Scott or anywhere, like, come say hi. I love just, like, meeting new people and talking about dumb stuff and music and bad movies from the 90s. But not bad to you. (laughs) No, they're great to me. (laughs) All right, guys. This has been Person About Town, and we've been talking to Emily Castle. And guys, look her up and don't stalk her. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.